0: In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear prayer,
1: O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the of Lord.
0: Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, and how long will the wicked chime? You. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His. I Lord. hate the work of those who follow with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
2: And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel to Allah warns about I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show that's right you can see the faces made for radio head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page they probably will look different for you if you go over there than what i've got up hopefully they do um <clears throat> the one on the left side of the page is Bradley show from saturday two hours worth of bradley dean and if you miss that and you want to catch it you can do so up until three o'clock this afternoon eastern time at which time he'll be live in that little area there and then on the right side of the page is where we are. Click on the play button, blow it up, whatever device uh, that you're on, and uh, click on the Rumble icon, bottom right hand corner. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's our channel on Rumble. Rumble, excuse me. And then also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty. Ah, oh, Facebook is back up this morning, and yes, thank you for the welcome back. <laughs> I think it came up late Saturday night or something like that. anyway, thank you for that. Uh, a couple of pages that bear my name on Facebook that we're streaming to uh, also Twitter, if you're on that for whatever it's worth, the real Tim brow, leave off the n off my name and add a two there, the real Tim brow two, and that's Twitter, and then the real Tim Brown on Twitch. Uh, should get you our feed there. Uh, while you're at sonslibertymedia.com, you can um, help us stay out there if you want to do that. Um, we have a donate button at the top of the page. You can click on and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we do appreciate you guys. Don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter too. That's once a day. And then if you want our ministry email, that is once a week. They go out on Saturdays. All right. So, <clears throat> okay. Uh, a little, A little, I don't know. Humor, if you will, as if you didn't have enough of that on Saturday. But if you did miss our show on Saturday, <laughs> oh, my face was hurting from Latin. Some of you say your face hurts me all the time anyway, but it, my face was actually hurting from laughing more at the chat than anything. So after the show, I know Kate's not going to mind me doing this, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I know Kate's not going to mind me doing this, but I sent her part of the D Live chat. I said you didn't even see the stuff that was going on in the other chats. This was just D life and it was only a portion. This is <laughs> this is how Kate responded, and I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. here. Here she is. <laughs>
1: Jim, I mean <laughs> I mean in these comments I'm crying with laughter. Oh my god. Commodions. <laughs> oh my word oh my word even a couple of the guys that were watching it over here were laughing so much (laughs) a bit about a <laughs> <in the> <laughs> release the kraken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! God,
1: I need to go and sit down.
2: Oh, okay. So that's Kate, and that was her response to because she didn't see the chat and everything. Now she got an idea of what was happening on my end as to why I was laughing. So yeah. Anyway, it was um informative and a nice comic relief as well. So if you didn't catch the show, uh, you can go to. Sunselebritymedia.com and you'll find that there. Look for Kate Shimerani. It's our last one we did. And it's on the coffee animals. Look, I, I get there can be some funny things about it, but at the same time, it's uh very informative. And um, so yeah, if you if you want if you've been waiting to hear that show, that was it. Okay, that was it. And uh yeah, made my day to hear her laughing like that. It was just hilarious. All right, so I got a couple of things and I want to get to a topic this morning. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm going to have to pull up my other browser here because of, um, uh, because I had the story saved up here. How many of you guys heard, uh, where are we at? Man, this happened. I thought it was just a couple of days ago, but it's been like 10 days or something. Um, this guy who runs this website, dreamlandresort.com. And, uh, he, you know, does all kinds of reports on area 51. Apparently he lives out that way. I got a couple of houses. One is in Nevada. One is in Rachel. I don't know where that specifically is. Um, I'm assuming that's in Nevada as well. But anyway, he's got two houses. And um, so he he just he's been doing this for, I don't know, two decades or something. Uh, Pictures, information, documents, anything get his hands on, I guess. And I guess it's more of a hobby for him. But he runs a site. Now, the FBI comes in, raids both homes. They've got search warrants, but they raid both his homes, steal all of his stuff. He's not charged with anything. Uh, He says, I'm not, uh, I've not, I haven't broken the law to the best of my ability uh, that he, that he knows. He said all his laptops, phones, memory sticks, cameras, drone, and other items were seized. And he says, when it was all over, I was left in Rachel with two broken doors, broken furniture inside the house and zero means to communicate. Our Vegas home fared a little better with only a broken front door and torn down blinds. To the best of my knowledge, I have not broken the law. The search warrants are not very specific, but aerial photos of Area 51 and other installations came up repeatedly, so I've taken those down for now to diffuse the situation. I, I don't know if you guys heard about this or not. Some of you probably had, uh, but there are several uh, things that are out on that, and what gets me is just this, this attitude of going and tearing people's houses apart in in raids, busting open doors, did, did these people, did they not learn how to knock on a door to execute a, a, a warrant? See, and, and people who think this is okay, well, he could have been dangerous, he could have had guns, well, he could have a lot of things. So could the FBI. And the FBI is a lawless band of thugs. They don't exist under our Constitution, so why are they existing now? Because they're lawless. They're part of the D.C. crime syndicate. Which then makes me wonder about certain things that come across the news. For instance, I don't know if you guys uh, heard what had went on here recently, uh, but this is... From the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Enforcement and Removal Operations Officers apprehended 138 unlawful present non citizens. <laughs> Gosh, we went from illegal aliens to undocumented workers to unlawfully present non citizens. What in the world kind of double speak is this? it means illegal aliens, convicted of sex offenses, including those with an executable final order of removal during a nationwide enforcement effort from October the 22nd through November the 4th. And here's what they said. Crimes of sexual violence are among the most underreported in the United States. Yeah, you aren't reporting about those going on from the Biden crime family, are you? You aren't arresting those guys. Nope. Anyone can be a victim of this type of abuse. Yep. We've seen all kinds of little kids, people's, men's wives abused by the sniffer-in-chief. Anyone can be a victim of this type of abuse, and our officers are dedicated to locating and apprehending known non-citizen offenders as part of the public safety mission, said ERO Executive Associate Director Corey A. Price, ERO, will continue efforts such as these to remove unlawfully present individuals who have committed crimes against the innocent so they cannot continue to harm vulnerable populations within our communities. Now, now if they wanted to bring justice, they would put these guys in the ground. If they're committing sexually violent crimes, there's only one place for them to go. That's in the ground. It isn't to send them to another country or back to their home country so they can do it to those people. Notice what they say. Harm vulnerable populations within our communities. We want to look after us. Who cares who we're sending them to? See, most people don't even think about that. They think, yeah, they need to be deported. No, they need to have justice brought on them. That's what they need. And that way you never have to worry about them crossing that border again. Never have to worry about it. And the other people get the the point that, hey, you cross our border and you're doing this kind of stuff here in the States. This is where you're going to die. And by the way, that's a biblical punishment. And again, I would say there has to be due process. You've got to prove that the person is what you're saying they are. But even at that, I don't even want those going from the feds or the state. Let's have it local in the community they were living in. Whether it's they're living here legally or Ill- illegally, it doesn't matter. The, the law is to apply to all of them. Okay? They're to apply to all of them. Anyway, more than 100 of these guys. And uh, they think that just uh, deporting them will, will solve, the, solve the issue. Um, also, <clears throat> speaking of <laughs> these kind of things, CIA has been caught again. Again covering up rampant child sex crimes inside its own agency, and no one has gone to jail. Yeah, this is from Matt Agris over the weekend. Last December, through multiple Freedom of Information Act lawsuits, BuzzFeed News obtained hundreds of internal CIA reports that detailed the rampant abuse According to the reports, despite multiple agents and contractors, at least 10 being caught in child sex abuse situations, federal prosecutors have brought no charges. None. The abusers remain protected by the crime syndicate known as D.C. And this is just one of their little mafia gangs, the CIA, protected by the CIA. I mean, stop and think about that. And he asked at the start, he says, imagine that it was your child who was raped by a CIA agent and authorities tell you that they cannot prosecute the abuser because it may reveal state secrets. I know some daddies who will prosecute them right quick. And you won't even have to worry about a trial. You won't even have to worry about it, but we allow this stuff and it gets to the point. This is going to be some of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about here when we get on uh, on, on our topic here shortly. Came across this. This is the CIA telling you exactly what they're all about. Take a listen. CIA
0: is not an intelligence agency. It's a covert action agency, covert action being uh, overthrowing or supporting foreign governments. Another part of covert action is disinformation. And the uh, American people, in my estimation, are the primary target audience of the agency's disinformation operation. And I view Vietnam, the entire Vietnam War, was brought to us, uh, sold to us, by agency disinformation operations. the, the uh, I say us, I mean the American people.
2: Mm, that's exactly what it is. It's disinf- in other words, <clears throat> let, me, let me spell it out for you where everybody can understand it. They're liars. That's what they engage in. Remember Pompeo? Boy, this is just coming. To... Remember when uh, Mike Pompeo? Now, my understanding he's he's thinking about running for president. Now, I don't know who would vote for that guy, but I guess if the right, if the if the GOP put him up, some of you people out there would vote for this guy. He's a he's a Zionist guy. He's he's twisted in his theology. There's no question about that. But this is the guy who came on and said, "Hey, when I was in the CIA, they taught us to lie and steal and." all this other kind of stuff. He sat there and told you and laughed about it. And the crowd laughed with him. Isn't that nice to know that you have liars, known liars and admitted liars working in the U S government. Yeah. Yeah. Another one last thing I want to do here, and you can find all of these at sons of Liberty Some of these videos <clears throat> you'll obviously see, uh, in the, uh, in the archive as well. um, Our friend David Rizzolata yesterday had a piece out, The Implications of Darwinism and the Devil's New Spokesman, Yuval Noah Harari. Now, if Harari is not the epitome of what we read in Romans chapter 1, which we're going to read here in a second, I don't know what he is. He's an open sodomite. He's perverted marriage by claiming to be married to a man. Uh, He has rejected the gospel, calls it uh, fake news, um, says that he's his own god. I mean, you're talking about a guy under a delusion. I, I mean, I got to tell you, it's a scary thing when I think about a man with this level of delusion. Really is, really is. Uh, <clears throat> but you'll see exactly what what's going on. I've played this before. This is the video that um, you know David is commenting on, among other things that he he's writing on in in this uh, in this piece. But this is Harari now. Some people said, well, he's just being used to kind of, you know, push people's buttons. And that may be. But this guy is also the guy who's advising, uh, you know, Dr. Evil over there. Um, what's his name? Schwab. Klaus In the Schwab. Industrial
1: Revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff like textiles and shoes and weapons and, and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be the... I think the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, So cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question in in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with th- that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for- to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will <laughs> they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games.
2: <laughs> the answer is drugs and computer games. To, to, to sort out their boredom. Now, some of us know how to produce bodies and minds. You know, I got 10 that came from my wife and I. And the Bible says that we were, to, we were to teach them, we're to have God's commands in our hearts, and then we're to put them in our kids' hearts. So Noah, you know, a lot of people know how to do it, son. You don't because you're a sodomite. You're engaged in an abomination, something that we shouldn't even have to be talking about, but you're throwing it in our face to where we have to talk about it, you and the rest of your your ilk. And I got to tell you, when a person gets to this level, I don't know know if there's a place where the gospel is going to break through on this guy. He has no idea of the purpose of man in the first place. It is not to create bodies by man, and then to fill them with little computer brains or whatever they're going to do. That's not what That's not what our goal is. And you want to talk about something boring, come on. But that's what he's engaged in. So two more quick videos, and then we're going to hit our topic. And I'm going to tie Harari in with some of the things that we're going to look at. This is the Indonesian health minister. He is at the B20, not the G20, the B20. Uh, In Indonesia, and I want you to hear what he has to say because you, remember when I told you about what two two and a half years? I said they're not going to let this thing go, the the COVID stuff. They're going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing. It. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Now they're back again with their little vaccine passports. And listen what he has to say about it.
0: So let's have a digital health certificate.
2: My goodness, that's really low.
0: Acknowledged by WHO. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clogged the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved. G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the
2: economy. Yeah. It, it, now you know where I'm at with things because this is just how uh, the guys up in D.C. think too. This is why I think it all needs to be abolished. You start going back and you really look into Scripture at how things were when people just had self-government under God and they recognized Him, recognized His laws. And what did they have? They had a couple of judges around to sort some things out between them, but otherwise they dealt with it in the community. They dealt with it in the community. And these guys want to tell us that they're somehow smarter than we are. Well, we need to control the pandemic. What, you mean that fake thing that you guys put out? A couple of years ago, that you're still going on about, so you could push your, your stupid deadly shots? Yeah, we should listen to you about that. Oh, and get it. Uh, <clears throat> down in New Zealand, uh, horse face lady, um, Jacinda Arden, I want you to listen to what she says. Now, this is the lady who told, you know, independent reporters who were coming, around, well, you're not a credentialed, uh, you know, we only answer questions for a credentialed press people, the, the people who know what we're going, we, what we want asked so that we can give them the answer that we want to give them. Uh, this is what Jacinda had to say about the truth uh, surrounding any of the convids.
1: The most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, Her head is do feel like free any time to clarify any rumor you may hear, COVID-19.govt.nz. Otherwise dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. we will provide information frequently we will share everything we can yes, everything. Uh, everything you are else you see yes. um, a grain of salt yeah. uh, and so I really ask people to focus so wow. a yes. example of that appears to be this oh, yes. text which originated yes. in- So
2: I, you can see the rest of the video I, you can trust us we're your source of truth Now was not the weren't these the same people? who were in cahoots to attack anyone and everyone on the face of the earth who put out that so-called live stream of the shooting at Christ Church, the, 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 the mosque down there? Weren't these people the one throwing people in jail for that? Just having the video in their possession, putting it on the website. I was told... Uh, even over at Brideon, don't put that up here because they'll, they're, they've will they they already told us if it shows up, they're going to shut down their infrastructure and we don't have the infrastructure to keep it up, which I think Mike is trying to do over there. But the fact of the matter is they were throwing people in jail, fining them, all kinds of stuff. But they're your source of truth. You, you can trust them. Yeah, right. So a little bit of what I played with Harari is kind of where I'm going to jump off here. And um, I. to tell you the truth, I didn't prepare this. I just have been kind of thinking on it. And I see all this stuff going on, and you see it too, all these bad things. And they're a culmination of just God letting us go in our sin. That's what it is. It is God's judgment. We're not waiting on God's judgment to fall, folks. We are in the midst of it. And God lets us go in our sin. That's what Romans 1 says. And speaking of Romans 1, let's go there. Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now, where did he promise these things at? Well, we've got passages like Isaiah 49, 6, Uh, which tells us of where the gospel is to go at, because Paul was considered to be the apostle to the Gentiles. He went outside of Israel. In fact, when I really think about it, and I think I've made mention of this before on the show, the only time God sent a prophet outside of Israel in the Old Testament was to Nineveh. I mean, where he really sent them out to a people. And what happened when Jonah finally made it there after he ran and got caught in the big fish and spit out on the land. What happened when he went there? Well, they, from the king down, they repented. They stayed off the judgment of God for 40 years. And Jonah was mad about it. He, he was mad. He knew God was merciful and that God was willing to give them mercy by even sending them one of his prophets. He was mad about it. God had to teach him a lesson. But in Isaiah 49, here's what we read. And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. And I said, I have labored in vain, I have spent my strength for naught, and in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him through Israel, be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and His Holy One, To him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship, because of the Lord that is faithful, and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee. And I'll preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways and their pastures shall be in all high places. And so what he's done is he's saying, look, this is not just for you guys here, the covenant people of Israel. This is not just for you. It is to draw in the Gentiles into that same covenant. Now, we did a show dealing with who the true Israel is and showing exactly what Christ did. He took Jews and Gentiles and he made them one new man, never to be separated again. So if you're still stuck on Jews and Gentiles today, if that's what you're stuck on, you need to read the New Testament and believe what it says. Why? Because it is specifically saying that Christ has made us one new man he has brought those who are far off gentiles into the covenant or the commonwealth of Israel the real Israel not a geopolitical state but the real Israel the people of god the ecclesia he has brought us in that and he's not going to separate us again okay what is what did we look at in there he, he paul talks about he says the true jew is the one who's been circumcised of the heart, not of the flesh. And that includes Gentiles who haven't been circumcised of the flesh, but they were circumcised of the heart. Okay? So, there are a number of passages we could point to, Genesis 3.15, and others where the gospel was given and God was going to provide a Savior from sin, right? So, what do we we read here in Romans chapter 1? Well, we continue on. to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he, that's sort of his introduction. And here's what he goes to. He goes, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. Now, he's talking about believers there. He has a desire to go to Rome and to, to see the believers there and also to be in the house of Caesar and all of this other. And In fact, the reason he <clears throat> ends up making the journey to Rome is why? Because he appealed to Caesar. His appeal was to Caesar. That was why he was making that long journey uh, through the water, shipwrecks, and you know, facing all the guys who were attacking him and after him and everything else. I want to thank my, my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Hmm. You ever thought about that? Is, is your faith and the faith of those around you, you're the believers that you gather with, is it spoken of throughout the world? It was for the people of Rome, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request, if by any means now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. We've got the same faith in the same Lord. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as is in me, as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also." And then he says this passage that many of you are familiar with. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So Paul's in the time where the Old Covenant is closing, okay? And the, that when he takes the, the gospel, where does he first go when he goes into the cities? He goes into the synagogues where the Jews are. And there are Gentiles in there too. But he goes in there to give them the message first. And he tells you why, in Romans chapter two, he talks about that they were the 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 Jews of the time were the and I'm talking about the godly Jews, I'm not talking about the the wicked ones like Pharisees and such, but they they held to the commands of God they had the oracles of God they were blessed for that now they were still dead in their sins, they needed to be um, born again as the song we were playing at the beginning of the show they needed to be born again, but they had been given the oracles of God. And, to, and been entrusted with those things. And then he says this. For therein, therein where? The gospel. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, this idea of the just living by faith is not anything new. This is Old Testament. Uh, he's quoting one of the prophets. And when he, he says, we live from faith to faith, right? The just will live by faith. So what does that mean? Does that mean just that we have a right doctrine and we say things and we believe this, we say we believe this and that and the other, and then we live as we don't? If that is your gospel, if that is what being born again is to you, you need to hear the true gospel. And you really need to be born again. Why? Why? Because he says, you live by faith. What does that mean? Well, as a a father of 10, if I tell my children, you know, hey, go over here and do this right here, and this is how I want you to do it. I've shown you how to do it. Go and do it. And they say, we believe you, Daddy. And they go over here and they do something else completely opposite of that. Are they living by faith of believing what, what their daddy told them to do? No, they're not doing that. And so he says, the just live by faith is they want to do what God has said to do. They want to do it, and they do it. We continue on. And this leads us up, I think, really to our current day. If you're in here in America, and I know that a lot of people tune in outside the States, but it's probably the same where you are as well. He says in verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they're without excuse. So let me let's just break that down. There is no such thing as an atheist. There just isn't. Every person on the earth knows there's a God, a creator a lawgiver. They know it. And this is why many of them will form idols, trying to, trying to figure out, they're groping in the dark for what that is. This is why it's most important that we have missionaries who take the gospel, to direct them and point them to the true God, even as Paul did on Mars Hill. Remember when he went up there and they got a lot of religious guys, they got idols everywhere. They even <clears throat> put up uh, a Uh, an idol there for the unknown God in case they missed one. And what did Paul do? Paul says, let me tell you about the unknown God, the one who created all things, right? And yet, what does it tell us? Every man knows there's a God. Every man can see because he has shown it to them that his wrath is revealed from heaven. They understand that. They even know His eternal power and Godhead. That's what Paul says. There's no agnostics either. You guys know there's a God too. You may have gotten confused down the road and been deceived by people with a lot of things or even traumatized or hurt by people. I get that. And that only hardens you towards the God who made you. I get that. But the fact of the matter is there's nobody who, who is, who falls into either of those categories. They can claim it all they want. Doesn't mean they fall in that category. And every time I've spoken with a professed atheist, a professed agnostic, I hold to this passage right here. And I said, but God says that you do know he's there. So why don't you just be honest between us and say why it is that you don't like God? Why you hate him? And you know, it doesn't take but three or four times of really pressing that. And I just tell tell them, I said, I'm not moving from my foundation because as soon as you give up the foundation of where you're at in Scripture, you're going to lose your argument anyway. Not that you're out to win the argument, you're out to win the person. Those people will turn around and they'll eventually tell me why they hate the church, why they hate God. You pick your thing, and it's usually something bad has happened in their life. They've lost a, a mother or father, they were treated bad, or somebody did something to them or whatever the case may be. And at that point I can say, okay, we're getting somewhere because at least now you're being honest about that. You're acknowledging that God does exist, right? What does Hebrews tell us? It says you can't have faith in somebody that you claim you don't believe in, that they don't exist. So you're at least admitting he exists and you're angry with him. That's a good start to getting to where we want to go and showing them how wicked their own hearts are! It's not God who's wicked; it's it's man; it's us. So we go back in here into Romans, and he's already shown them these things, right? So we come down, verse twenty-one, and again, if I was a if I was a a pastor teaching this, uh, we would be in chapter one here for I don't know six months or better, <laughs> probably. Uh, going through, you know, verse by verse, but it's just kind of an overview so you get what he's saying here. He says they're without excuse. They know God's there. They even know his eternal power and Godhead. They know his wrath is revealed. And then he says in verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Isn't that what we just heard from this guy, Harari? Is that not the most foolish thing you've ever heard in your life? We're not going to be producing you know, shoes and textiles and blah, blah, blah. We're going to be producing bodies and minds. And what are we going to do with all the bored people out there? Well, it looks like we're going to have to give them drugs and computer games. But that passes for wisdom today. That passes for wisdom. And this is a guy who has done exactly what we're fixing to read about here and engages in things that we shouldn't even be talking about. This Harari guy professes himself wise. He's a fool. He's a fool. And here's what Paul says. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man... Which is what Harari's doing. His God are making little men. He, he's, he, he wants to be the God of little men. That's what he wants to do. In fact, he says it. He says, We're going to be little gods. So change the incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man, into birds, into four footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore? Because they became idolaters, they took the knowledge they had, and they didn't seek to honor God the way he was supposed to be, but instead erected all kinds of idols. God also gave them up. I don't, you know, I, I've i heard some of these in the hom- homosexual community and talk about, oh, God loves us. And you, you've seen some of these cats. You, you've seen uh, the, the, what was it? Miss Penny or Penny, whatever that guy was that dresses up in drag. And he was out there with those little girls and this. I'm going to say he's probably a sodomite priest, too, in the way he was behaving. This guy was talking about how God loves them and this, that and the other. No, he does not. A person who continues down that road, what is it telling you? What does the scripture tell you? God gave you up. He gave you up. He gave me up to what, Tim? What did he give me up to? Did he not give me up to his love? Nope. God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this cause, for this cause, the cause of God giving them up to the lusts of their own hearts, what what did he do? He gave them up again. To vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. Now, I get it when people want to divide all this kind of stuff up politically and everything. OK. Thank you. That that, that was the name, Pentecost. Uh, so. When you're seeing what happens here, I want to ask you, are you seeing that in the culture? It's a small it's a small number. It's not like 10, 20, 50 percent. But behind those who are engaged in these things is a larger number of people who actually say, yeah, it's fine if they want to go do that. They might not engage it in themselves, but they're just fine with it. Well, the Bible has something to say about that too, the end of this passage. Let me give you a couple examples. This is who I call Fred Flintstone with a wig. Um, this is Rachel Levine. This is a mentally disturbed, this is person that God has turned over. He's given this man up to look ridiculous like this. And I might add, for those who are okay with it, he's giving you up too. That you think this is okay, this person, this man, who's deceived in thinking he's a woman, is, is serving in a health department, which is un, which is unlawful. Either should it should it surprise us that law, lawless agencies that are established in the DC crime syndicate are having lawless people in there? Now. Or what about this guy, Sam Brenton? This is the guy who's here with uh, his leather clad dog man, dog boy, whatever. He's an open sodomite. He's uh, one who dresses up like a woman, puts on makeup with his bald head. And he's working in the energy department. This, these are just a couple. These are just a couple because they're all over the place. They're all over the place. You don't think that there's judgment upon America? I you know I dealt with some people who were mad because I was pointing out things about Trump. And they said, oh, we're not under God's judgment. God is blessing us. He's blessing. And I'm like, boy, you don't have eyes to see, do you? You have no eyes to see what's right smack dab in front of your face. And by the way, lest you think this is all just Biden and Obama and stuff, it was Donald Trump, right, who supported the transgen what they called the transgenders. I'm going to say the gender confused people, male and female. He supported them. He had a big thing down there with what was the guy's name, Ricky Rebel or something like that. He's kind of on the fringe of that kind of stuff. And they had this thing down at Mar-a-Lago a couple of years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. He's been very supportive of that stuff. Don't let him tell you different. And then you've got, uh, in the Republican side, you've got these log cabin Republicans supporting the very thing, and they're going to sit there and talk about God and talk about the Bible, that they're going to welcome in the log cabin Republicans, which are sodomite. That's what they are. And what does God say? He says he's given these people up. Not he's embraced them, not that he's forgiven them or any of this stuff. He's given them up. But it isn't just them. I want you to notice this too. Verse 28. Because he continues on. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate. That means a worthless Mind, you know, Harari was saying in the video, these people are worthless. You know, they're this, that, neither worthless to him because he doesn't see anything. He doesn't see anything about people except they're a piece of meat, which is why he's a sodomite. He's a sodomite because he sees people as a piece of meat to use. That's what he. That's that's what it is. A friend of mine had put it most poignantly when he talked about what their goal is. The goal of Sadovite men is to put thing one in thing two. That's it. That's all they're there for. They're not there to produce children. They're not there for the glory of God. They're not there to conduct themselves properly within the society of men. They're not there for that. They're there for lawlessness. Their very nature exudes that. And he goes on and he says, they didn't retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Listen to, li- see if if you're a person listening, see if you fall into this category. Because it isn't just the sodomites or the lesbians or any of those. Listen to what he says. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, Covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, uh, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. There, there's for you people who are against the death penalty. So in the New Testament, it said. there's another place where it says it. Jesus said it himself too, for those who are disobedient to their parents. Which commit things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Friend of mine, uh, Shea Bernard years ago, we we were talking and and um he was like, Tell me, he says, have you ever just, you know, been somewhere and just all of a sudden you start thinking about how handsome a guy is, a man is? I said, No. He said, I don't either. He said, What is with these people? These men who say, well, I'm not a sodomite, but they want to tell me how handsome these guys are or how pretty they are. They think about them and they think about all these other things, he says. And then he says they have the audacity to say, well, I, you know, I support people if they're gay or whatever. And they, and that's how they use the term. I don't use it. Um, I I support them in that. I'm I'm not going to get in their life. Well, I can tell you some of them are probably doing the same thing that the people they say they wouldn't want would do. Now, here's the thing. The law condemns all of this. So if you find yourself in any of these places, any of these things that I just said, the law condemns you. Just like it does every man. And you know what the law is supposed to do? It's supposed to do this. Shut our mouths so that we don't offer an excuse back to God. We say, yep, you're right. You're right. I'm guilty of these things. It's to shut our mouth to not offer an excuse to God who is the lawgiver. And we know that some of these kinds of people who have behaved this way have been saved from those sins. The Apostle Paul writing this was one. He was, like it or not, he was a blasphemer. He was a murderer. He was a covetous man, he told us uh, in the Scriptures. He was full of envy. He was was really a hater of God, even though he he thought he had zeal for God. He was proud. All of these kinds of things. And yet God delivered him. Did he remain that way? Let me ask you, did he remain that way? Did he ever go back to persecuting the church and killing Christians? Nope, didn't do it. He was born again. He was given a new heart. He was given a new life. You know, one of the biggest things that we're missing in the society is those who have the true gospel who will go out to the the, the lost people here in the United States and deliver the message that the king is unhappy with you. He is angry with the wicked every day. Not that he loves you and has a great plan for your life. We're to deliver that message with the law and hold it up and say, you are guilty. And then we're to come behind it and say, when there is no excuses going on, but there's a remedy for your situation. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. But you're going to have to leave off this stuff. The things you're doing, the things you're thinking, the way you're behaving, you're going to have to leave it all behind. And you're going to have to take up an instrument of death and follow after Christ. And if you don't do that, don't, you have no. There is nothing to assure you that you've been born again and that your sins are forgiven. You're still dead in your sins. You are. Well, my pastor told me if I prayed this prayer, well, I don't care what your pastor says. What does the scripture say? Because you will not find in scripture where anybody leads anybody in a prayer to be forgiven of their sins. You won't find it. Why? I'll tell you why. Because it comes from your own heart. I didn't understand that until it happened to me. I didn't understand it. I was doing everything they said. Walk down the aisle, pray the prayer, go through the Romans road, do all these things. Never changed my life. And then when the the true and living God confronted me, I trembled. I was fearful. And out of my heart came the cry, have mercy on me. Whatever you want from me is yours. The old song, I surrender all. Friends, if you have been found in these kinds of things, if you think things are bad in the world, they're going to be really bad upon you lest you repent. I pray that you'll do that today. I pray God will be glorified in that as well. Guys, Bradley will be with you at 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, Libertymedia.com and we'll talk to you in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., Lord willing. See you.